Greetings to all our listeners from the Ganawage Mohawk Territory and the South Shore of Montreal and from the Quebec Native Women's Organization. My name is Sherry Osnaawi Jacobs and I am your host. I am the Digital Information Coordinator on Family Violence in an Indigenous Context at the Quebec Native Women's Organization situated in Ganawage, Quebec. I have a Bachelor of Arts degree in Indigenous Studies from Trent University and the Bachelor of Education degree from Queen's University. This podcast is the third of a series of ideally bilingual podcasts on family violence in an Indigenous context. I use the term family violence as domestic violence, intimate partner violence or conjugal violence affects the whole family and not just the victim and the aggressor. The goal is to help spread awareness about the concept of family violence in an Indigenous context that includes the roles of colonization, assimilation, and cultural genocide toward the Indigenous peoples in Canada, as well as to highlight organizations and resources that help victims, family members, and concerned community members. The website sosviolenceconjugal.ca, all one word, is an excellent resource for learning and coping with family violence and is available in 28 languages including Algonquin, Cree, Inuktitut, Inu Amun, and Ganyageha, that is Mohawk. They have a 24-hour, 7-days-a-week hotline, a chat feature, and have been in service for 35 years. They are the gateway to any service needed, such as Indigenous women's shelters. Their number is 1-800-363-9010. Some future topics of this podcast series will include the program inside an Indigenous women's shelter in Agwazasne with Michelle Cook, a follow-up exploration into the different forms of violence where I will be seeking participants who wish to share their personal stories. As well, for sterilization of Indigenous women across Canada and a three-part series on missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls, to name a few. My project is tentatively entitled A Hidden Crisis, as Indigenous history and issues are generally not taught in the mainstream educational curricula and institutions. To find their website online, simply type in Quebec Native Women on your browser and you can become a member on the second tab, Get Involved, where there are a couple of benefits. Support the mission, vision, and values of Quebec Native women and defend the cause for which we have been working since 1974. 
participate in QNW's associative life by coming to support us during marches, demonstrations, and vigils. To help eliminate the discrimination and racism still present today and to fight in solidarity the colonialism and sexism experienced by indigenous women. In this third episode, I will be interviewing Ms. Julia Dubay, our coordinator for the development of material on nonviolence. She will be discussing her main responsibilities at the Quebec Native Women's Organization, as well as some educational materials that she's created, what her training workshops consist of, and what she's currently working on. My next guest is Julia Dubay, the Femme Autochtone de Quebec, Quebec Native Women's Organization's Coordinator for the Development of Material for Nonviolence. Thank you for agreeing to do the interview with me today, Julia. Hi, Sherry. Thank you for the invitation. Sure. So can you introduce yourself and tell us how long you've been working with the Quebec Native Women's Organization and what do your main responsibilities include? Of course. So my name is Julia Dubé. I started working for Quebec Native Women in April 2021. I have a background in intervention work in a low barrier shelter for First Nation and Inuit people in Montreal. I also have a master degree in Indigenous Governance at UVic BC. And I am from Montreal. I am a non-Indigenous woman. So basically... My role as a nonviolence material coordinator is to create new and update existing educational tools on violence prevention for the use of intervention workers working with Indigenous women, girls, two-spirit people, and families in situations of violence. I distribute a lot of material to organizations. I manage the distribution of awareness material, such as the resource guides, intervention plans, workshop guides to whoever makes a request. And at QNW, we get contacted by a lot of professionals who are looking for specific trainings on intervention approaches that are relevant to Indigenous realities. So I get contacted by social workers, students in social work, intervention workers, members of the police force, teachers, individuals working in the legal field, university professors who are looking to get more information on culturally relevant approaches for Indigenous peoples in terms of violence prevention. So I send them educational material that was created by our organization, the Quebec Native Women, but I will also give them info on how to get resources created by different organizations as well. I also sometimes give in-person and virtual trainings, mostly to social work students 
and also intervention workers from shelters, always on the indigenous approaches to nonviolence in the context of family violence. Excellent. So can you discuss some educational materials that you've created? Of course. When I started my position at QNW, you know, the organization has been in existence since 1974, and it has been creating violence prevention material, workshops, campaigns for decades now. So when I started my job, I started by looking at the different projects on violence prevention, led by the woman who worked at QNW before me. Um, I found one that was led by late France Robertson. France Robertson was an Innu woman from Mashteriyach, and she was uh, an inspiring leader who worked for our organization for 10 years. Um, she led a research project called Ishkuteu, Domestic Violence Intervention for Native Women Sharing Our Expertise, Creating Lasting Ties. The whole report is available on QNW's website. can be found by searching Quebec Native Women on Google or just faq-qnw.org. Go at the third tab that lists the organization's files. There is a drop menu where the nonviolence file is located. So while I was reading the research report, there was one part in particular that struck me, and it elaborates on the various obstacles to accessing help for Native women and children in situations of violence. And, and Indigenous organizations and communities understand that violence survivors have a very hard time finding appropriate support especially if the survivor is an Indigenous woman, girl, two-spirit person, and even men too. So I was reading the report, and there was a list of the obstacles encountered by Native women who face violence. And one of them is that often people have little to no knowledge of the resources available out there. Some women have never heard of shelters that they can go to, or they do not know what type of services that they can receive at the shelter, including support from a staff member. So yeah, going back in time, like right before the pandemic, QNW had created a pocket-sized resource guide entitled Family Violence Prevention Resource Guide for Quebec First Nations which listed all the existing resources available for people in situations of violence, including shelters, helplines, health, nonviolence, legal services, offered to Indigenous nations across the province. It lists the various Indigenous as well as non-Indigenous bilingual resources that are available to Indigenous families seeking help wherever they are located. So when I started my job in 2021, I started by updating this resource guide since a lot of these resources had changed their availabilities or their service offers to due to the lockdowns. In fact, a lot of resources started offering their services via online chats, including one-on-one -on -one virtual sessions, which offers, you know, a different kind of accessibility to those services. And currently, this resource guide is available on our website and printed copies can be mailed for free to health centers, community organizations, schools, friendship centers, individuals. Anyone can email me and I'll be happy to send printed copies to individuals or organizations. And what's your email address? My email is materiel at fac-qnw.org. That's M-A-T-E-R. I-E-L at FAQ-QNW.org. And uh, you'll find my email address there as well. 
Good, good. So what does your training workshop, Violence Yesterday to Today, consist of? And who is the target audience for that? Okay, so this is a workshop that internally we call it uh, Indigenous 101. It's a workshop that has been given to people for over 10 years now. It's an introduction workshop to colonization and all the structural reasons that explain the high rates of violence today. So basically, this workshop is intended for anyone who's about to start their career as an intervention worker or as a social worker, uh, a psychotherapist worker. And we all know that even today in 2023, Barely any university programs cover information about Indigenous people, even the history and even less the intervention approaches that are adapted to Indigenous realities. So sadly, there is a lot missing whereby the workers can arrive in on the front lines and be well prepared to intervene with, with Indigenous people or Indigenous communities. Yeah, going back to the workshop, it was intended to be given to people first and foremost who are already working with Indigenous people. And that goes for both Indigenous and non-Indigenous people alike. And we go over some key topics that can help one shape their own approach to frontline work in the sense that as a frontline worker, you need to be aware of some historical events that have happened in the very recent past that inform our present you know, obviously the residential schools now, people are a lot more aware of these. And that history has a direct effect on the rates of violence today. So in that workshop, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about how the residential schools affect the high rates of family violence, how the Indian Act has a role to play in that, how also patriarchy contributes to that as well as in um, how it's a very dominating system that is relatively new to this land and how this has reshaped indigenous societies in different ways depending on the nation, but has an obvious effect on the rates of violence experienced by communities and family. We'll go over those key events like the 60s scoop and where in the 70s there were a lot of missing children following hospital admissions, also forced sterilizations, there, were, uh, there was a report that was just released by UCAT professor Suzy Basile about the phenomenon that happened in Quebec as well. You know, every time I give a workshop, I try to tell people when we start that the central question is, why is it so that today in Quebec, Indigenous women and girls are 11 times more likely to experience violence, either through murder or going missing? 11 times more likely than a non-Indigenous woman in Quebec. And that's a statistic coming from the National Inquiry on Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women. So those are facts. Now, how do we explain these, these facts? Well, the first step is to look into what has happened in the last 100 or 200 years and how those events have reshaped the society and removed a lot of the agency that women had. Uh, and today they are dealing with a society that never really made space for them. Right, because we live in a society where patriarchy is the dominant framework. Yeah, and people might say, oh, it's worse elsewhere, or you can go in certain countries. Uh, here it's pretty, you're pretty free compared to the rest of the world. And it's like, yes and no, in that sense, in the sense that 
you look at politics, who's at the head of our country? It's mostly men. The salary gap is huge and the rates of violence as well. It's always women, especially indigenous women who are way higher in those statistics. And those are facts. Thank you for that, Julia. You surely have a lot of valuable knowledge to impart. So one last question. What are you currently working on? Okay, so the projects that I'm working on with QNW, they were chosen and based on recommendations that I received from both my advisory committee and our elected council here at QNW. So I was asked to create a family violence toolkit for the use of intervention workers who are working with the women and families in situations of violence. So that's one project. It'll be an online toolkit available for anyone, and it's written following the teachings of the medicine wheel. So we'll have one section on mental health associated with the white color and the yellow color, which is emotional health, red for spiritual health, and black for physical health. So it will be using both indigenous and Western ways of approaching violence. And this tool is also going to include two SLGBTQ plus approaches to violence because they too are experiencing the effects of colonization and patriarchy. So that's the first project I'm working on, and I'm collaborating with an indigenous graphic design company based in Wolinak, and they are doing all the illustrations, and I'm working with them closely, and that's exciting. And finally, the second project I'm working on is, uh, I'm currently building, is like a direct answer to the Youth Council's resolution, When we met them a year ago, they were like, you know what? In our communities, the intervention workers don't know how to help the young people who are in situations of gender dysphoria or who are wondering about their orientation. So we need more work around the two SLGBTQ realities and how to counter the high rates of discrimination, homophobia, transphobia. So we're currently working on creating a series of short videos on that topic on discrimination of two-spirit people. And um, that collaboration is with La Boite Rouge Vif, an audiovisual company based in Chicoutimi. And we've organized consultations with the communities to get their input on what's going on around that and what are the needs and what are the main topics that should be part of this campaign and will all be released later on in 2023. Um, the projects and campaigns, they're that we develop are, are all developed following the recommendations of the Native Women Shelters Network of Quebec and uh, as well as our elected council here at Quebec Native Women. One thing that I've noticed is that there is a lot of existing material on intervention approaches to Indigenous realities in terms of violence. There was a lot that was created, but when you are on the front line, you don't hear about those toolkits or intervention plans or safety plans, simply because all the non-for-profit or community organizations have so limited visibility. When one social worker creates an intervention plan and wants to share it, No one else will know that the work has been done out there. We're all separated, which is why I'm trying to make our material more accessible and the other organizations' material, you know, with their consent, more accessible to all those different frontline workers. Visibility for that type of knowledge is an issue here. Like, there's excellent work that I'm just discovering now, now that I'm not working on the front line anymore, that I would have loved to have known when I was working in the shelter. 
Okay, and do you have a date set or a ballpark date for when your toolkit for intervention workers will be ready? I'm hoping to see it released this spring. This is my objective, but everything takes longer than planned, obviously. But I'm well past the 50% mark, so we'll be talking a lot about it on social media, uh, either on our Facebook page and, and Instagram. Uh, Instagram is um, F-A-Q-Q-N-W. Okay, well, thank you very much for your time today and your contributions to better dealing with violence in Indigenous communities, Julia. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.